and you are listening to A Little Too Quiet, continuing our winter mini-series of podcast episodes, talking to local artists and local authors, and everyone who's creative out here in town, and uh, checking in with them to see how they are staying motivated after the year that we have had. And today we have a visual artist on the podcast, Elena Carlson a painter and she's gotten into other forms of art but has mostly been working with oil on canvas and uh, has been at it for almost 20 years now she and we talk about this but she creates images from a lot of images from nature uh, a lot of images of animals as well Um, also people she's into portraiture as well but she has this magic that she's able to do it's almost uh she's able to put this sort of dreamy sheen over over the surface of her images and it just seems so real and lifelike underneath but there's something about it that seems ethereal that she's able to do we talk a little bit about that but we are mostly talking as we have been on previous episodes about tips advice mantras practices ways in which elena has maintained her motivation her creative self and the uh you know the separation that they sometimes can be between our creative selves and the selves that has to live in the world and experience everything that's been going on and how does one affect the other and what does one give to the other maybe the creative side sort of refills and rejuvenates the other side of us that has to go through the social media feeds and withstand all of the usually negativity that's out there but it's been a little harder for that artistic creative side to be refilling the rest of us and well we're going to talk about that as usual elena carlson will have a link to her website in the show notes this is our chat on the podcast now is Elena Carlson, a visual artist, painter. Uh, how would you properly identify yourself? Uh, that's correct. Great. Yeah. Uh, mostly visual art, painting. Yeah. <sighs> Listeners can't see, but she has a work of art behind her and it's just such dazzling work. I've always been a fan of yours. Um, Thanks. Not that that's a formal question for a podcast interview, but clearly I'm having you on this podcast because I'm a fan. Uh-huh. Um, well, tell us about your... Before we get into anything else, tell us about your creative life, because I think you've been painting for a decade plus now. Uh, yeah, if you if you want to count, um, you know, graduating from Kendall College of Art and Design in 2003, so almost 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then your, your medium is oil on canvas? Yeah, mostly oil. Um, I use uh, canvas, board, pretty much anything that'll hold the paint. And then I guess you've had all this time to sort of evolve as an artist and develop your own signature style. Uh, Can you talk about what usually inspires you or what you usually wind up chasing when it comes to the images you create? So I really love making figurative work. And that started off in college painting the human figure. But I'm also inspired by, you know, animals, I love nature. I love, I, you know, so I support a lot of ecological causes, I, I suppose, or ideas. And that's influenced a lot of my current work. 
and lots so a of, lot of animals. Yeah. <laughs> and if I could be cliche, maybe you could make this sound more eloquent, but like lots of lots of earthy tones. You're there's something about mm-hmm. your paintings that um there's grays, browns, blues. And I don't know how you do this. This is the ephemeral artistic experience, but you always have kind of a dreamy quality. It's not like you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying sure, to get into yeah. You know? That would be that would be another factor of, of inspiration for me because I've always drawn inspiration from dreams. I've actually kept a dream journal from time to time, woke up and, and wrote them down. I even had a little zine in the late nineties that was a collection of those sort of comics about my dreams. Yeah. Like reveries. It just you mm-hmm. have images that look very realistic, but also feel like they are memories. You know what I mean? They have this mm-hmm. sort of fogginess to them that feels like you're conjuring that memory of the time you saw that bird. And I just love what you do there. I don't know how you do it. It's magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Um, now, tell us about your artistic experience over the last year, because it's been it's been different for for everybody. And and I guess the most immediate thing is that we can't have you know in person galleries and mm-hmm. you are also into uh portraiture could you tell us about that and just generally yeah. how, how the year's been so it's been slow in terms of artwork uh 2019 was a big year for art for me i had a, a big solo show uh, it at the bobian house in downtown detroit which was wonderful so a lot of 2019 and 2018 was spent creating artwork for that um, so 2020 was going to kind of be a de facto, um, maybe a little bit of a rest, Sure. you know, a little bit of a slower year. I do have a full-time job, which creates, you know, well, it supports me financially and I'm very grateful for it. You know, it doesn't leave a whole lot of time for extracurricular work, you know, mm-hmm. painting. So I really have to like set schedule and budget that time. So that's been my struggle over the past year is, you know, it's, it's not as much about staying inspired to make the work. It's more like finding the time to make the work and, you know, setting that time aside and making myself go down in the basement and it, where my studio is and doing that work. So, yeah, absolutely. And these podcast episodes of this mini series we're doing have, intentionally for me uh drifted into sort of a a self-care territory and when you're talking about you know being an independent artist who is uh, have to support herself through other means there comes this sort of uh push and pull between the you said time but it's also like energy it's 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 just the creative energy has to be has to be there when you go down in the basement. So that must be a discipline unto itself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing that like that art school uh, taught me and also, you know, just reading about how other artists work. um, There's a really great book that I got a while ago called Inside the uh, Painter's Studio. Um, And they interviewed Chuck Close and he has that famous quote about, you know, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us show up and get to work. Uh, which I always love um, because it's true. You know, you can't just wait around for lightning to strike. Uh, You have to at some point, even if you don't feel like it, especially when you don't feel like it sometimes, make yourself go down 
or go wherever your studio is or your workspace or your bedroom um, and just write or draw or paint. You don't, it doesn't have to be, you know, the final product, but work on something, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, And this, like the whole year I feel has thrown into sharp relief the demarcation between the uh, artistic self, the artistic life, and the the other human side of you that has to be in the world going to work and taking mm-hmm. in all the troubling news and social media. Like, you, do you feel like you've found a way over the years to completely separate that? Was it harder to separate that this year? Was the artistic self feeling worn down by what the other self? I feel like I'm getting the psychology here. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're never completely divorced, are they? I, I don't think you can, and I don't think you should. Um, I, I've actually gotten uh, more inspiration this year from uh, Linda Berry, who's a great uh, comics author and also artist, and she teaches at the University of Wisconsin this Making Comics class. Um, and she's all about, you know, kind of just showing up and letting the work happen and keeping uh, a daily uh, comics diary. So I've used some of her techniques to, um, you know, write down things that have happened to me during the day uh, on a few days. And I think it's really important during this time, especially, you know, we're going through like the first global pandemic that we've had in a hundred years. This is something that hopefully won't happen again uh, to any of us. But um, I think it's important to document what, how we, how we feel about it, what we're going through everybody's little day-to-day struggles uh, so that, you know, we can remember and we can pass those memories on to our children, grandchildren, relatives, friends, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think you're, but I also think you're hitting on something, having been not familiar with what this discipline might be, it does sound very beneficial. And is this sort of maybe like something akin to maybe keeping just a diary for yourself, keeping a record? Essentially. Yeah. She, I've never been really successful at keeping a, a daily journal. Me neither. Um, the discipline is really tough for me. Um, but her, her methods are great because there, uh, there's a time limit on them. So it's a little easier to, to say, okay, I'm going to set aside 20 minutes and do this journal. Mm -hmm. You know, you have what she has a, a variety of different techniques. So, you know, in one method, you write down, uh, several small, uh, observations, that you have during the day. It's not about your feelings so much as like helping you observe the world around you. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that you're going to be doing that later kind of influences your um, powers or your skills of observation during the day. So you notice little things that you might not have otherwise. You're supposed to write down, you know, one thing, one thing that was overheard, one thing that you said or did, um, maybe a couple of things that you saw and then you you maybe make a little drawing of one of the things mm-hmm. or one of the events that mm-hmm. happened over the day mm-hmm. and that's supposed to take about 20 minutes yeah i think that's i think that's going to be very worthwhile i mean as someone who who talks to a lot of 
artists or authors or musicians up until 2019 the you know the the feeling was that you had to create something that you would then share with the world whether it was a painting that you wanted for a show or a music album that you wanted to share or a book that you wanted to publish but this mm -hmm. year gives us this chance to uh, give ourselves that time to even just write a diary or just create things for ourselves, even if no one winds up seeing them. And I think that maybe this year we'll kind of shift our perspective and put more value onto those little things that we can do just for ourselves. Maybe we got away yeah. from that. Is maybe we got away from that? Is all I was thinking. You know, I, I agree totally. Yeah. I think that it's really important to have work that's just for you. Yeah. Um, because you want to maybe flush out those ideas and maybe you don't have to share every single thing on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and I would say if I was giving advice to somebody who was feeling uninspired, I would say, you know, go easy on yourself. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right now. Uh, yeah, but it's going to be an, inter an interesting time as a student of art, as a student of art history. You, you've probably maybe already been thinking about how, you know, very interesting and sometimes very dynamic art is created in the most challenging of times. So it, we're probably too early to see any of it yet, but it is mm -hmm. interesting. And then I guess that's my way of leading into, you know, have have you been working on anything? Have you been able to work on stuff? Have you been painting? Um, mostly what I've been working on lately has been little things or commissions. Um, like you mentioned earlier, I do mm -hmm. portraits. I do pet portraits as well. So it's still the holidays. So I still, I usually have a couple few uh, pet portraits around right before Christmas time. So I'm working on one of those right now. Oh, that's so <laughs> great. Oh, my gosh. Um, I guess... I'll just I'll just end with a lighter question. Uh, something you enjoy most about about those portraits, or anything you enjoy most about capturing natural life and even just house cats and making them beautiful. Uh, I don't have to make them beautiful; they're already <laughs> beautiful, yes. all of them. Indeed. Um, so I love I love painting, you know, people's dogs and cats, my own included. Uh, they're just great, you know. Everybody. It, it just makes people smile yeah makes people makes people happy to have you know a portrait of their their animal which is their family member in their house so. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's been great to talk with you elena thank you so much for sharing yeah, all these you. all these pieces of advice and i think it's inspired me to start just writing some things down because it's such a crazy time and it's yeah. harder and harder to just feel the same kind of inspirations that we may have have been feeling before but wow but uh thanks thanks for joining us on the podcast all right thank you have a great one and that was elena carlson local artist painter also doing portraits as well we're going to link to her website in the show notes so you can see some of her amazing work. Some of that amazing work has actually been on display here in this library at a couple of different occasions throughout the last five or so years. And she has exhibited at some amazing places 
and always puts together an amazing exhibition. So definitely check her out on her website and we appreciate her joining us for another chat on maintaining motivation. This is A Little Too Quiet, the Ferndale Library podcast brought to you by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. I'm your host, Jeff Milo. And if you want to support this podcast, you could rate, review, subscribe, or tell a friend. You can visit ferndalefriends.org as well. We thank you for listening.